Well, hello, everybody. I am Tudor Jack, and I wanted to talk about mentoring. I've accessed a presentation at www.mentor.ca for this presentation. Once again, that website is www.mentor.ca. So what my discussion will focus on is specifically the discussion that's occurring on the Mentor platform. But I will show everyone my account first, and then we will go to the discussion. This is very important. Actually, I've made a change. We will go directly to the discussion because the conversation is one way based on the video, but I would like to add things in as we go along. Do you have a mentor? M-E-N-T-O-R, I highly recommend it. We will now participate in this ongoing discussion with the founder or CEO of Mentor.ca and her team. So I will now share my screen for that. And it's important to know that Mentor is sharing online mentoring opportunities with a wide variety of audiences. So let's discuss and listen, and I will add in comments as we go along. This is very important. And I want to thank everyone for watching. I normally don't interact with video producers, but in this case, I am making a course correction. I understand their intent. We have given some time to people to join, so, okay. I think we can get started. We must increase our opportunities yeah, so, to interact. Um, so thanks to everyone for joining today um, for the webinar with Mentor. Uh, my name is Christina. Uh, I'm the co-founder of Mentor. Um, so today we're going to talk about a lot of changes in the job market, which is highly concerned by a lot of job seekers right now. And it's really a good time to uh, level up your job hunting skills and strategy um, in a new time with some new opportunities. Do we notice how fast that Christina speaks? Yeah, let's get started. So uh, I know some one of you, some some of you already be uh, watching this video over and over again. So I just want to introduce who's mentor. Um, so we are the first career coaching and self development online mentoring platform. So what we do is uh, we want to, we we are about one on one mentorship with uh, for your career development. Um, but we, we're very result oriented. So our goal is always to get your job offer and trying to help you succeed in your career in Canada. But at the same time, we want to find your inner strength and try to build up your confidence and really adapt to you. She speaks very um, so fast, but notice the organization the of the content. So first, uh, we it's have very training, effective, uh, which is very comprehensive, combining the soft skill training with the technical skills. And through that process, you're connected with the mentors. Um, I mentors am a member of mentors. Mentors, managers, recruiters, and as well as industry mentors who are senior professionals working in your specific field. 
And after you go through that training, you'll be connected with job opportunities. Um, so we have a community feature on the Metro platform. So we stay in there. So whenever there's a job opportunity coming up that is fit for you based on our discussion with mentor, uh, we'll recommend it to you. So once you get a job interview invitation, uh, the best way to prepare for that is to have a monthly interview with one of the mentors. So they will be always available for you. And um, yeah, and finally you get a job offer and that's not the end of the story. I also recommend to watch the Tudor Jack video, Easy Interviews. This will greatly assist everyone so, um, in practicing interviews. Um, I just want to introduce themselves before. Um, so, rating is the HR and the. We want to make the interview uh, about the organization that we are applying for. So this will make our interview less stressful and more productive. We must focus on the skills that are listed in the job announcement. Herself, she's a training and development expert. So, over the years, she's helping people to find their what motivates them and uh, connect their strengths and passions to their personal and professional lives. Personal and professional, there are differences. We want to focus on our professional so interactions today, uh, when we are applying for jobs. And first, I'm going to go through with you on the job market. What has changed? How the job market the job market may have changed for many technological positions, but it essentially remains the same for many jobs until they transition to the online environment. This is a fundamental thing that we must remember. Um, so we also have a Q&A session. So how we're going to do that with a webinar um, is that throughout the whole presentation, at any time, if you have a question... The use of webinars and online right? Zoom meetings and, so and Skype meetings end, and meetings on other types of social media platforms is increasing. And so, we use uh, these platforms the to market. hire That's people and uh, search for talent. Uh, we're going to look at the market from three perspectives. So first, we're going to look at what has been changing, what are dynamics in the industry, and also what has changed. The biggest technology is the use of online platforms for many jobs. And we must respond to this change proactively and with a willingness to adapt. Like junior job seekers and also new graduates. This technological shift yeah. is applicable um, to so all job market, how it has been changing. Jobs. The lockdown and suspension of activities has been impacting almost all industries and our personal lives as well. Um, but different sectors have been suffering from this uh, situation differently. And some of them, I want to point out is that they have temporarily impact on their activities and fitness, including hiring. And, um, and but some of them have profound change within the sector or within the profound change. Itself. This is the key um, word to recognize um, when so we are searching for or applying for any job. So we must adapt to this profound change in an efficient so and effective with, um, manner. 19 May to 2020 May. So, for example, manufacturing and applied science, they are still having more jobs than last year, they're having about 30,000 more jobs. Um, like more in, in their in the sector. Um, so, but management, business, finance, and education, they kind of get impacted negatively. Um, Have you connected with men Mentor uh, but management and the members that work on Mentor? I recommend using LinkedIn to contact the organization and individual members 
who are a part of the mentor team. Our Zoom meeting is limited to 40 minutes, but we will cover as much information as we can. I wanted to invite everyone to the platform www.mentur.ca. I am a member and I have an account with Mentor. And we are communicating. And we can all have a mentor, M-E-N-T-O-R, not only for careers, but for anything that we would like to improve our skill in. A very nice feature of the platform for all users. These are projected employment numbers. Look at the growth in these so jobs. Most of them, the jobs are actually created as a brand new position. And versus financial um, analyst, it's a kind of a mature, like a mature position, mature market. Um, so actually 72% are replacement jobs, meaning someone retired or left the job, they need to fill someone in. So this is a question. Doesn't Christiana speak so fast? So my suggestions for a uh, job seeker, especially um, when we're recovering from the, the lockdown, um, is that stay flexible and trying to see if you have any transferable skills actually can you can escalate it, your skills to the jobs that are more in demand. Or Let's focus on their job help so, uh, capabilities. This is where we excel at mentoring and our ability to connect people and prepare so them. I actually personally observed um, a lot of the this is what we do very, very well, and I encourage all of our viewers to join us. Because then we can focus on those jobs that are in demand. Yeah, so while the economy is facing some challenges for sure, there's still opportunities out there. So I just want to point out the silver lining there. So those I'm listing 18 companies. And these companies are all actively seeking employees. Really worth looking into for some startups, hiring plan, um, and you know, just keep your 
um, keep your job search more proactive so because they are companies that are hiring and the way they actually do recruitment will be quite different. So, um, so a lot of people are wondering, is it a good time to start? Am I too late already? Or what's the recruitment cycle like? So this is a typical fall recruitment cycle. Um, fall recruitment, I mean like campus recruitment. So um, you already will start seeing job postings in late July normally. Um, so those are internal job postings. Um, like say for a school like within your university, you start, you start to see like a job posting already. Early August, you will see more public um, opportunities out there. September, the whole month, they usually do campus tours, um, the traditional recruitment activities, which will be very different um, with the campuses actually being closed. So what we're seeing is that there are, will be a lot more virtual job fairs, which um, everyone who's looking for a job should be prepared for. So the format um, will be very different. It will be more like a webinar. So it's good that you start practicing yourself by joining um, our webinar, for example. And you, you need to, you know, um, get used to a different style. I think recruiters are also getting to know the new style. So October is when they usually do interviews. And uh, same thing here. Um, so the interviews could be remote. The jobs will be remote and interview maybe Skype meetings. And uh, October, November, usually is the closing stage. Um, and with the new situation, we're thinking the whole process could be prolonged a little bit because there'll be a lot more applications uh, than before if the job is remote. So, um, so speaking of the competition here, um, as we mentioned, um, there will be more uh, remote jobs. That's one of the changes in the job market right now. Um, we have a blog on the Elementor website uh, talking more in details how, how people are hiring, how many jobs are available. Um, but just a big picture, 22.5% of the workforce um, in Ontario actually are working remotely uh, since the lockdown. And um, so there are 200 jobs that are created in the past 14 days and in Canada-wide, um, according to Indeed. So there are a lot more jobs and um, being like available for a lot more people, especially say if you're in a smaller city in Windsor, um, it's really great that you can actually consider those jobs in like the headquarters in GTA, um, but you can actually work from home. And that's great, um, but the bad news here is that, as you can imagine, there'll be a lot more people able to apply for those jobs. So according to our research of um, PwC, there on average just 3,000% more applications um, competing for a remote position than uh, a traditional in-office position. So yeah, the, the landscape has changed quite a bit, especially for remote positions. I think as um, you know, new graduates were, um, if you're still a student, you're thinking about joining the workforce like 2021, it's really important to start thinking how you adapt yourself um, to you know, virtual job fairs um, and how do you, do you, how do you pursue an opportunity um, remotely and uh, pivot your skill set to the, the jobs more in demand in general. So um, in terms of how do you best prepare yourself for these new challenges and get yourself, yourself a great opportunity there, um, I will pass on to Ricky. Join our Thank team. Thank you very much uh, for the invite. By the way, I just want to double check that everyone can hear me. Yes. Yes. Okay, perfect. So on to the next slide, please. So before we dive into how the interview landscape has changed and how finding a job has changed uh, due to the current 
I recommend using LinkedIn to research companies, their purpose, and your fit. Connecting directly with other people is also a very valuable skill, and I highly recommend it. I have a LinkedIn account, and I use it daily to communicate with people. And let's make that interview about them and concentrate on the skills that we possess that help them. By making our interview content focused on the organization, we will increase our opportunities of obtaining a position with them. Gather information on competitors and also apply with those organizations. Let's use the same language that's used in the job announcement, and let's use that same language in our interview. So I would encourage you to avoid using overly flowery language like, dear esteemed sir, or I am looking to join your extremely prestigious, amazing organization. At Mentor, we will mentor you with the cover letter, with the resume, and with the interview process. And we don't want to use a word like bank. We want to highlight the skills that we possess that are applicable to the organization and the job announcement. Let's focus on the job announcement with all of our content, including the cover letter, the resume, and in our interview performance. I'm glad I partnered with Mentor.ca. Instead of asking the company representative questions, let's have the company representative ask us questions. This will be more efficient and effective in the job application process. Once again, let's focus on the skills that are being requested and focus, focus, focus. Let's be professional and use words that indicate seriousness in our job search. 
their uh, job description as well as their website, then you want to stick to that tone. So you want to avoid things like kick-ass or you know, I'm an amazing... Let's focus um, on the words that are used on the company's website like that, right? and, so and their correspondence with us. Check out the company's website and then match your tone to that company. The language has <laughs> already been established. Let's use what we know. By the way, can someone... Um, so now we'll talk a little bit about how things have changed now due to the pandemic situation. And let's be so, proactive with these changes. First of all, is the way companies are prioritizing the qualities that they're looking for in a candidate has shifted. Um, I think the three ones that are really been brought to the forefront today are one, communication. And that's because the world right now is very much remote. Um, due to social distancing. And we must use remote technology to maximize the benefits the of this communication. communication. For people with really strong written and verbal communication skills. I always um, am the last one to respond to communication that I receive. Really, really because if I am the last one to example, respond, it encourages to, um, additional communication from them. A couple of weeks ago, and they were telling me that it used to be if someone Communication is a ball that must be constantly moved from one side to the other. When the ball is in my court, I move it. Communication and working uh, is permanent to, uh, and will be this way for all future transactions in most industries that are using online platforms. Autonomous workers, the ability to independently supervise ourselves and use our time wisely is of primary importance. Um, this is due to a combination of the current political climate as well as just an increased awareness in general that diversity is really important and brings out the best strength of a company. And diversity means a lot of different things. First, diversity of thought. So um, people coming from different backgrounds, people who uh, think of things in different ways, that is still diversity. And then secondly, of course, but we are coming together to accomplish a common goal, and this goal must be thoroughly explained to the employee. Bringing all those new experiences in are very valuable to companies now. The benefit for everyone is that maybe in the past, the ability to clearly communicate the goal is now placed on management. And I would really encourage you that now is actually the best time to kind of apply for those industries or positions where you're like, I'm not sure, you know, if I look like Reach out and challenge each other with the technology and the platforms and that we are using. Next, I like to go over kind of what has really, really changed um, in the past couple of months and likely will stay this way again for the foreseeable future. First, um, as Christina mentioned earlier on, kind of be open to fully remote positions. More and more companies are now looking at moving into a fully remote business model. Um, where they no longer have 
permanent office space or reduced office space or the employees are only coming in a couple days a week. Um, so for example, Twitter, uh, one of the largest tech companies in the world, has actually moved to fully remote completely. So there's as well as Quora. Q-U-O-R-A is um, now friend, a fully remote uh, website. Consulting firms even, like Deloitte, for example, um, they're working remotely and then there's actually talk about reducing uh, office space and office time and actually looking at moving their workforce to remote with kind of less time in the office. So be open to fully remote, but that also means that there are some more positions that you can apply for. Secondly, um, and this is a huge, huge change from what used to be, is that interview processes now are pretty much all fully remote. And so again- And I recommend the Tutor Jack easy interview video to focus our energies on the employer with all of our answers. How you express yourself kind of through the phone and through video call um, is very, very, very important. Um, and so companies are doing everything from their interviews to their uh, technical assessments to like final rounds. Everything is now just fully remote. And so definitely polish up on your video call and uh, speaking skills. Um, next is the fact that onboarding is now fully remote as well. So it used to be even for remote positions, um, you would have the opportunity to meet your coworkers maybe a week or two to onboard before you actually start working remotely. Nowadays, a lot of times companies are even onboarding everyone remotely. So you likely, when you start a new job, will never meet your coworkers for the foreseeable future, um, other than through a computer screen. And that is a huge, huge change. So we are digital nomads. Um, again, as you tailor your answers to interviews, uh, that's something to keep in mind that companies are looking for are people who can start remotely and stay working remotely. And so because of all three of these things, it's really, really important during the interview process when you're looking for a job to really build rapport in as many ways as possible because prior to this, you used to be able to, when you meet them in person, kind of build that in-person connection and you no longer can. And so we must build that connection digitally or remotely and by using social media platforms. We just have to make sure that when we communicate, we are the last one to respond to a message so that it can be responded to. To have another touch point with the people that you're hoping to work with. LinkedIn and social media are really, really great ways to connect with your interviewers. Um, for example, prior to an interview, if you know who's interviewing you or you know who the recruiter is, I would go ahead and send them a LinkedIn invite. It's a business platform, so it's not super weird. And I've had people do that to me as well. And I actually always appreciate it because it shows a lot of interest. And so, you know, send out a LinkedIn connection request and say something simple like, you know, hey, so-and-so, I'm really looking forward to uh, chatting with you tomorrow um, about the opportunity at XYZ Company. And this is um, very effective. Yeah, go ahead, you know, follow the companies or if you know the recruiter or whoever, follow them on social media if their profile is public. Um, secondly, it used to be that thank you emails didn't really matter that much or thank you letters didn't matter that much um, and people didn't really prioritize them. But now, because again, you have so few opportunities to actually make an impression on somebody, um, you want to take, again, every opportunity you can to touch base with whoever's interviewing you. But let's so take an opportunity to highlight our skills when we thank an individual for something. Because this may make the deal breaker in the selection process. 
We must not only say thank you, but highlight content about our skills with each thank you email. Or I enjoyed your interview question about such and such. We must make sure that we make the thank you email personal. and likely fully remote, how you know, can you prepare yourself um, to really ace that virtual interview? Be on time. So first, uh, this is going to sound obvious, but I met so many candidates who don't do this, and that is test your camera and your sound in advance. And I don't just mean like open up the camera app on your computer and test it out. I mean figure out what video conferencing um, tool they're using for their interview. So is it Zoom? Is it Google Hangouts? Is it something else? You want to test it on that specific platform because this can be really, really finicky. And just because your sound and your video be is prepared. on one platform doesn't mean And once again, let's focus so on really easy sure interview, one of the Tutor Jack YouTube videos. You want to test in advance specifically on that platform. Um, I would actually encourage you to, because usually most of these uh, video conferencing services have a free version that you can use to test out, I would say get together with a friend to help you and have them video call you through that. Zoom, sure Skype, everything works. Twitch, um, because, Twitter, you know, Instagram, stream, when they're setting up interviews have limited time. And so Instagram, 10 minutes to set up your sound, um, that's 10 minutes less you have to make a great impression. Several platforms Next, that I use. Yes, you know, you're doing it from the comfort of your own home now, um, but it's still important to dress up, sit professional, you know, somewhere like a desk or a table, um, and making sure that your background is neat and tidy. Again, you have very few chances to make an impression, and so you want to take every opportunity you can. So make sure that you know your background uh, looks good, and if not, then there's some virtual backgrounds you can use. Um, but just make sure that you look professional and that you're sitting up. Um, I've had people, you know, I've done interviews where the candidate's sitting in their bed um, calling me, and it's, it was just, it's a very weird, Once again, and the location is very important, but the uh, content of the interview is most pets. effective. You know, sometimes you have pets or um, kids or a partner or whoever. Uh, make sure that you make arrangements ahead of time um, to kind of limit those distractions. Uh, don't order, you know, delivery or food or anything like that beforehand. Again, it sounds funny, but I've actually interviewed people who, you know, pause the interview in the middle because maybe the food delivery person came to the door. Um, and so again, don't do anything like that. Um, and then fourth, uh, again, this, I really want to stress the importance of really great communication skills is that you want to cater your answers to the person who is interviewing you. Um, so for example, your first interview will typically be with a recruiter or of some sort for the company, whether it's external or internal. And so when you're speaking to a recruiter, want to avoid too much industry jargon um, in terms of what words are good to use and what words are not good to use. I would look at the job description if, you know, when a person asks me to introduce myself, them, I ask I them to introduce themselves. Technical beyond that. And that's because a recruiter will generally have a rough idea of the position and a rough And I use the five finger so introduction, video number 302 on the Tutor Jack YouTube channel for this, the five finger introduction, very important. And why you are really great 
fit for the role. And if you use too much jargon and they don't understand what you're saying, then even if it's a really impressive project, they really won't get it. And so you want to really save your technical answers for when you're speaking to the technical hiring manager themselves. Um, so just to give you an example, um, this is not to like downplay your experiences with a recruiter. You still want to you know, play up your experiences and really show you're a strong fit. It's just the way you are communicating that. Um, that's really, really important uh, to get your message across. By using and the so five finger introduction, we can really effectively communicate and be very efficient by using our five fingers so that we can cover each area. So whether it's, you know, through a mentor or um, someone who works in HR that you know or a friend, you really want to practice your interview answers. With HR is human resources. Whenever we use an acronym or an abbreviation, we must explain it. Practice and present. Something that's really, really difficult for a lot of people. And most people aren't natural good speakers. Uh, I also recommend the Tudor Jack ice cream video uh, number 157 to practice speaking about a topic. And if we are shy, it's probably easier to talk about them. If we feel uncomfortable talking about ourselves, let's focus on the words and content that they are providing and ask questions about them. If we focus the content about them, the entire process will be less stressful and more user-friendly until our own conversation but skills are improved. Do that, Let's talk about them. Communicating your ideas in general. I would have some interview questions set out in front of me. I would you know, set up a recording and then just record myself. And over time, you're going to notice yourself improve. And watching your videos back, it's better that you know, you're the one watching, especially when you make mistakes, versus when you're doing it in a lot I encourage recording with others as time. well. But let's ensure that we ask permission. And many people will feel very awkward being on video. Let's ensure that if we are recording someone, that we ask their permission and probably limit our use of video in most cases, unless we clearly accept permission from them to perform video types of evolutions. 
this is very important and professional. And otherwise, he was a great public speaker, but he would just button and unbutton his shirt constantly as he was talking, and he did not realize this. And our behaviors during the interview are also very important. Talking. When we are answering an individual, let's make sure that we look at all of the interviewers if there's more than one. That way we can focus our answers and ensure that the person asking the question and the others are included when we answer that question. Secondly, right now, it's really, really hard to network, but... I find networking to be very easy as long as I focus my efforts on email, on Skype, on Zoom, on stream, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on WebTalk. It's called MunchClub.ai, and it's very, very, very cool. So what you do is you sign up, and they match you with people from all over North America. There is a Toronto hub as well, so typically you match with people in Toronto, and it's you'll be matched with, it depends on kind of the interests are, what what industry you're looking for, and you'll match you with other people in this industry. For example, when I did uh, my lunch club meetings, I have got matched up with you know, a senior HR leader. I was subscribed to lunchclub.ai as a result of, uh, of this recommendation. In, I think AutoCAD it was. Um, I got matched up with you know, somebody in Boston. So it's really, really cool. And through these discussions, you can number one, practice your communication skills in a really, really low stakes setting. And number two, just really expand your network. Very helpful websites. Uh, if you're in tech, for example, and you're looking to join a startup, you can try TechTO. All of your events are now online. And if you're part of any other industry, um, you can actually find a lot of industry-specific events on things like meetup.com or uh, Eventbrite. Pretty much everything on there is now virtual. So you can still participate, and they typically all have virtual networking sessions at the end. Very interesting information. With that, I'm going to go pass it on to Samantha, who will chat with you a little bit more about how you can develop yourselves more. Okay, thank you so much. That's a great, uh, a great lead-in, and it certainly segues. I also into remember four skills for topic. success. I have a video named uh, for success. The number four. Please watch it. Mindset. So Ruting and Christina have talked a lot about communication, and we're going to take that. Do you know you? There's also a very helpful video on the really Tutor Jack channel to remember YouTube. Is that on top of everything else that you bring to the table, employers want to know that you are continually developing yourself. It's important to remember that your education does not stop at graduation. Just because you earned your degree, whether it's a bachelor's or a master's degree, even a PhD, um, it doesn't stop there. Nor is it limited to what you study. And additional education is accomplished each and every time that we meet so an individual or a group or an organization. And we use the technology that's being used there. You are willing to expand your knowledge, whether it's technical, whether it's strategic, or even your soft skills. So it shows them that you're flexible. And in the current work environment, flexibility is key. Christina mentioned very early on in the webinar. The willingness to adapt is flexibility. Is and it is. You also need to be able to uh, be willing to set yourself some new goals and stretch yourself one step further. Adjust so the goals based on the here, organization's needs as an elementary school teacher and requirements. And after four years of working in that job, I asked myself the question, 
what's next for me? What's my next goal, my next step? And I wasn't able to answer that in that particular role. And it told me that it was time to learn some new things, set a new goal, and develop myself to achieve that. So that being said, you also need to be able to learn to connect skills from different areas of your life and different disciplines um, and, and um, show somebody that you can transfer skills from one area to another. This is very true, transferable Developing skills. Developing yourself also shows that you will seek out experts in different areas and learn from them. Regine just mentioned the importance of virtual networking. So this is a great opportunity, again, to be able to talk in an interview about your network and other people that you have learned from. If you've done this in the past, it will be assumed that it's something you'll do in the role. And again, employers want to see that. They want people who are autonomous, who can work independently. Transferable skills indicate flexibility and a desire to continually learn. So while you're job seeking, how can you continue to develop yourself? And Christina, if we could pop to the next slide, please. Keep in mind that everything is an educational opportunity. Those opportunities to learn are all around you. You just need to be aware of, of what they are. You need to grab them and you need to make them work for you. But so don't grab them if they are a person that's standing in front of you. That. This is, would be a negative conversation. Slide. And it's in relationship building and communication skills. Again, you've heard a lot about the importance of communication You've heard a lot about building trust. Building relationships is a skill that's critical in any role, in any industry, and in any setting, in the current environment and, um, and previously. You need to be able to work with other people to accomplish tasks, to get projects done, and even just to um, become a part of the workplace and this relationship so is ongoing. So you can practice your relationship building skills. You don't have to be in a job necessarily to do that. You can practice with your friends and your family. You can do things like practice your listening skills. You can practice empathizing. You listening know, skills are my weakest link, and I must constantly to strive to improve my listening skills. Um, you can do things that help to build trust, like following through on what you say you'll do. Try to identify the different communication needs that others have. Not all of us communicate in the same style. Some of us are very fast-paced and outgoing, while others are a little bit um, more moderately paced, and they need time to process information. Some people are typically cautious and skeptical, and you'll notice that when you are talking to people who have a tendency towards this, they tend to they tend to look at maybe what could go wrong first. It doesn't necessarily mean they're negative, it just means that that's where their thoughts go. And let's build Other our relationships with these individuals. Want to jump in right away. We are if all on the same team. Where people sit and what their style is, you can then adapt your communication to quote unquote speak your language. Uh, Reading talked earlier too about catering your language to your recruiter. This is a really good example of adapting your communication to the person that you are speaking to. Once again, when so I introduce, they introduce. Not all of your examples need to be work-related. Uh, for instance, project management skills can also be showcased when you organize an event 
for sure perspective. Project um, management skills are sorry, delivered um, on the Tutor Jack channel of YouTube by using lesson leaders on in, Zoom. In lesson leaders are project managers, and I provide this training on all Tutor Jack YouTube and Zoom meeting interactions. So how and where can you get this practice? You can practice with Tutor Jack YouTube and during our Zoom room meetings. Things that they're working on or projects. You might volunteer perhaps at a local organization. There's a lot of that going on right now. And there's a lot of need for volunteers. Um, you could help an elderly family member or a neighbor. So there's lots of things that you can do in your day-to-day -day life where you can apply certain job-related skills, communication skills, relationship building skills. I do this on Facebook, YouTube, Skype, Zoom, Twitter, Stream, Blogger, Instagram, Web Talk, Eureka, LinkedIn. Just to jot down a few notes about what you did. Were there any obstacles as you were planning an event? Um, who did you engage to help you with that? And were, was there any conflict? And if so, how did you resolve that conflict? Again, all job-related skills that you could potentially take into a role. And it's important to recognize this. And then, of course, on the next slide, we can talk about sort of traditional learning in terms of taking a course. There is a lot out there, a lot of online learning right now, uh, because that is just the direction that learning and training is going um it's a great way to develop your skills places like linkedin learning are a great place to go uh udemy but there, there is a charge to linkedin learning evolutions online classes and of course mentor has certain boot camps available and other courses that will help you to kind of keep up your interview skills and your communication skills i personally suggest stretching yourself into areas in which you might not be fully comfortable just sort of push yourself a little bit so, for instance, if you're a mechanical engineer, take a business 101 class. Learn more about how businesses operate. What does it mean to be strategic? Um, maybe you're in, in finance. Maybe a sales class um, would be something good to take. Once it again, learning is lifelong and it's flexible. Branch into new areas for growth. New role. And it just makes you just a little bit more marketable. You can also read or listen to something new. Maybe you pick up a book by an industry thought leader. I'm a big fan of Simon Sinek. He is um, a thought leader on leadership. Um, he, he's a wonderful speaker, and I can't think of any podcast or talk that he's done where I haven't walked away thinking, wow, I can really take something away from that. Uh, maybe you and our meeting may end shortly based on my Zoom, tune, Zoom room time manager. Whatever you decide to do, make it relatable to work and think about how you can talk about that when you're sitting in front of a recruiter. And use that information so to be proactive. Right now on broadening your developmental mindset, show a potential employer that you are always willing to learn it's uh, it's something that is highly valued, and it shows that you know shows that prospective employer that you are willing to go that extra mile. And um, if you've done it in your own world, you're very likely to do it in theirs. And that's something that will speak volumes for your your drive and your motivation. Lifelong learning, Samantha. 
So, Christine, I'm going to turn it back to you now. I think we are moving into a Q&A session. Um, yeah, th thanks, uh, Sam, for uh, waiting about um, uh, all the very practical tips for job seekers nowadays with the new situation. Um, so, as Sam was mentioning that there are a lot of trainings online, um, I just want to uh, take this opportunity to introduce to And train with Tutor Jack YouTube and in our Zoom room meetings. Document the hours used for continuing education credit for English learning skills. Win win. Network with Tutor Jack. Utilize every resource to explore networking opportunities. And all of these types of issues are successfully addressed on www.mentur.ca. The panel discussion will start now, so I will conclude our video. I hope that you enjoyed it, and let's continually learning together. Thank you for watching, and I hope you learned with us. I look forward to your contents. Thank you.